Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting and educating episode of What the Fuck Was I Thinking? I'm your host, Alex, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my guest, Dale Valor. He's an executive coach of modern flirting, Men Advice. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for having me on. This is super dope, you know, because like when I saw what it is that your podcast is about, I was like, yo, like I, I got to reach out. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's such a unique topic and it's not something that I see really uh, highlighted very much. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And it's something that I advocate for, you know, in terms of safety and dating and things like that. So for your listeners, just so people know who I am, my name is Dale Valor. I'm with uh, a company called Modern Success. What I do is I I help, I mean, primarily guys, you know what I mean? I would say 99.9% <laughs> guys with basically getting better with themselves, okay? So meaning, I have a book out called Inner Game, all right? And Inner Game the way that I define it, because I often get asked, well, okay, well, what, what is that, you know? And the way that I like to define it is like this. It's the relationship that you have with you. If the relationship with you isn't good, if you, if you don't like yourself, like, how can you expect anybody else to? Yep. And so if your relationship with yourself suffers, so are all your other relationships, those are going to suffer too. And when I say relationships, I don't necessarily mean dating, although that's kind of the lens that I, usually I, I'm kind of going through. But I mean, this could be professionally. This could be with friends, family. So look, I think it's very important for people to really take a long, hard look at themselves and figure out what it is that they really need to work on about themselves, whether that's trust issues, whether that's self-discipline, whether that's self-esteem, self-confidence, all these different things, setting boundaries. Like, these are all things that are very important. I'm sure, Alexandra, I'm sure <laughs> you have seen the meme, and I, I might butcher this, but if he if he can't accept me at my worst, then he doesn't deserve me at my best. And, like, but that's a two-way street. You know what I mean? That, like, that guy's the same thing. If, if you have that perspective, it's like... Why do you want somebody to, to, to deal with you at your, why would you be at your worst? Why not? I mean, we're all people. We all make mistakes, but like, I don't want to put anybody through the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. I want to present myself in the best way possible that I possibly can. So is that that person can feel like they can be themselves. That person feels like that they can be safe with me. That person feels like that they uh, can trust me and all those types of things. If I'm at my worst, it's like, why? I don't want you to deal with me. I want you to want me to be around. Not like, well, let me deal with this person. Like, who wants to do that? No, no, I, I agree with you 100%. And to me, it's all about taking accountability for yourself. And that's yes. a big thing. You have to take accountability for your actions, for the type of person you are. Because like you said, I don't want to, I'm not here trying to date somebody to build them up. And, you know, get them at their worst and then put them at their best. And then they leave me behind in the end. I don't know if it is like more on 
our side as women, we know I notice that a lot more. I don't know if it happens to men as well, where they see women are like, oh, I need a man to take care of me, and I'm not at my best yet, but you can get me there. And I'm like, that's not it. To me, that's not attractive. That's not, no. we're all adults here. Everybody should yeah. be responsible for themselves. Take the time to build up all your relationships. Because to me, if you have failing relationships and work in your family, what's going to make me think that this is going to work out? How can I trust you? How do I know that this is a safe decision I'm making putting myself in this relationship? Nobody should want to work on a project. But when it comes to somebody who has influence over your life and your life decisions and things like that, why would you want a project? Now, there's something to be said for accepting somebody for who they are, and everybody has foibles, everybody has flaws, everybody yeah. has insecurities. So, like, okay, that's fine. That's just human nature and humanity. But you, you got to find somebody that is compatible with you and your lifestyle and the things that you like to do and, and, and things like that. Like, I, I put it like this. I, I did real estate for many years. One of the things that I would always tell a potential buyer was this. I would ask them, what's your lifestyle like? And if they tell me, I like to travel a lot, I like to go on vacations, I go on four cruises a year and things like that. Like, okay, cool. You have a $400,000 pre-approval. Does that mean that you have to spend $400,000 for, are you going to be able to go do all these things that you want to do? With that house, that oh-so-nice house that you're excited about within six months is nothing more than an albatross around your neck. Yeah. And so, it, it like, look, if you like to get out and do things, get a house that fits your budget, that you like, that you can still go do things that you want to do. Now, conversely, if you're a homebody and you're like, man, I don't go anywhere. I don't do shit. Then at that point, okay, fine. Make it the best house money can buy. Make it your castle because you don't go anywhere anyway. So like that, that's one of the things that really that I see a, a lot of people have issue with is having relationships in their life that are actually compatible with them and actually yeah. beneficial. And them to, you know, you to them. I, I was talking to a guy the other day and this dude was like, yeah, man, you know, I can never find any good women out there. I'm like, okay, cool. Where do you go? Well, you know, every Friday and Saturday night, I go to the bar, I go to the club, <laughs> things like that. Make no mistake, I have no problem with that. You know, like, if, if that's your get down and that's what you like to do, who am I to say you shouldn't do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But my next question to him was, do you even like those types of atmospheres? And he's like, no, I hate them. So <laughs> that's like me saying, Alexander, man, look. I've been, I, I want to get a Ferrari. I, I, I got the money. I got, I, you know, I've been saving up my money. I'm ready to go. I need to get a Ferrari. But you know, the crazy thing is every Ford dealership that I go to, none of them have a Ferrari. And then you being like, Hey dummy, why don't you go to a Ferrari dealership? <laughs> you know what I'm like, like, why wouldn't yeah, I just go to the, exactly. place? Think the, 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 the car I want is, as opposed to, looking at all these other places to try to find what it is that I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect you know, sense. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and so, like, I, I know that we were we were talking about safety and, and, and things like that inside of dating. And, and this is one of the things that, I, man, I advocate for, like, crazy. I don't know if you've ever done this. And 
I, I guess feel free to not answer if you don't want to. <laughs> but are you on dating apps? Are you like on like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, anything yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I am. All right. So my experience with that is, and, and this is a lot, I, I, work, I, I got like 200 guys in my program, okay? And I work with awesome. thousands of guys worldwide with free content and things like that. And yeah. I've heard this said a million times, and it's happened to me multiple times, where like, okay, so I'm talking to somebody, things are going well, we got a good little conversation going, we set up, you know, a date and a time, and we're going to go do X, Y, and Z, and all this kind of stuff. And then the question pops up, you're not a serial killer, are you? LOL. <laughs> and it's like, they're half joking, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're half joking. You know, yeah. and the thing is that, well, first of all, if I was a serial killer, like, I'm, oh, you caught me. How'd you know? Is that a red flag for you? But, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, guys, it, it, guys don't take into consideration the safety aspect for women that they should. And this yeah. is, you know, this is an example that I always give. It's like. All right, because for, for most guys, there's outliers, of course, but for most guys, the women that they're going to be attracted to are going to be smaller than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're going to be just not as strong physically as them, all that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And so I always tell guys like this, imagine if, like, imagine if you were gay, right? And you were attracted to, you know, um, linebackers in the NFL, guys that are 6'5", 270 pounds, aggressive as hell, like testosterone through the roof. You know what I mean? They could have their way with you. You know what I mean? Like, and, <laughs> and there's nothing, you, you couldn't do shit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you got to look at it from a woman's vantage point. That, like, everything that most women are attracted to in guys could ultimately be their demise, if you really think about it, you know? Yeah, that's true. A, a guy that most women want to date is going to be bigger, stronger, faster, more aggressive. Everything that could end yeah. up with them in a ditch somewhere. I always tell guys, like, you got one of the, like, when I'm when I'm dating somebody, one of the main things that I'm trying to get across is you are safer with me than you are without me. And that's not on some like macho, like, yeah. you know, like somebody looks at you and I'm just going to boss up, you know what I mean? And things <laughs> like that, you know, like that's not what I mean. What I mean is she needs to feel safe with inside the confines of, you know, um, the way that you handle yourself, the way you present yourself, uh, you know, being forthright, being honest about who you are as an individual, being able to stand up for yourself. That's another thing that I, I tell guys yeah. all the time, man, if you can't stand up for yourself, I mean, and this is even coming from the, like from the woman to the guy, if she's kind of yeah. giving him the business a little bit, you know, if you can't stand up for yourself and be secure in your own beliefs and your own opinions and things like that, she's never going to think that you're ever going to stand up for her because you can't stand up for yourself. Why would you stand up for her? 
So she's not going to be able to trust that you're ever going to be able to handle a situation that could potentially turn sideways or something like that. You know, like she's like, eh, this guy might just kind of take off and leave me there. It's <laughs> you know true. I, I mean, I've been in situations where I kind of judge men like that, too. Would you stand up for, not for me, but, like, yourself in any situation? Do I have to, like, get the grow a pair of balls and be the one to stand up for you? I don't want to have to feel like that as a woman, especially if I'm getting right. to know you. I, I, I'm like, I don't want to think that way sometimes. Yeah, like, you should be, like you said, you should be able to. And then that makes me feel safe at the same time, knowing that, okay, then in whatever situation, because say we're just walking down the street, somebody decides to rob us or something like that. I'm ready to knuckle up. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I'm always ready to go down for it, but I don't want to have to if I don't have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, and that's the thing is a lot of guys don't take the, and you know what? It, it, it's really no fault of, of the guys. It's just, that's just not our reality. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. think about it in terms of like safety, unless it's just like a, like a super sketchy neighborhood or, or something like that. But we don't really think about it like, well, why she shouldn't be scared of me. She shouldn't be worried about me. I'm a good dude and, you know, things like that. But, like, again, all the things that she's attracted to could, you know, like, she, she's not trying to be tied up in the back of a trunk somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so you have to, a lot of times, you got to, like, make sure that she is aware that, Okay, this, and and by the way, let me say this as a side note, because sometimes guys take it this way and it drives me up a wall. I'm not suggesting that you be a Boy Scout, okay? I'm not suggesting you throw your coat down over a puddle. I'm not, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not suggesting that. But what I am saying is this. If you can demonstrate to her that she's safer with you than without you, that's an attraction trigger. Like, that makes her feel like, that, okay, I can relax a little bit. I don't have to, I can relax into who I am as a person. I ain't got to be yeah. like on, on watch making sure nothing happens. So, one of the ways that I think is very effective in, because this is the, this is the next question I usually get, is like, well, yeah, but how is she going to know that? Like, unless yeah. something pops off, say it's a first date, <laughs> unless something pops off, like, how is she going to know? And so here's the deal. Of course, obviously you don't want something to pop off and 99.99% of the time, nothing ever is going to. Um, look, if you can tell her about a time that you stood up for somebody, a time that, you know, somebody, you looked out for somebody that couldn't look out for themselves. Storytelling is very effective. It's basically hypnotic. Like Alexandra, I'll tell like, Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? All right, but but here's the deal. We're we're, we're going to do a little test real quick. All right, Sally. Under no circumstances whatsoever, if you do this, everybody in love is going to drop dead. Okay, so I, I'm warning you now. Do not do this. Okay. So look, I'm telling you, do not think of a pink elephant. No matter what, do not think of a pink elephant. If you think of a pink elephant, it's everybody's demise. All right? Everybody's all right. dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, think orange. Think orange or something. And all I see is a pink elephant in my head. I'm like, damn it. You can't ring a bell. When you tell yeah. somebody something, it's the next best thing to them actually being there. Because yeah. they're, what, what's happening? 
You tell somebody a story, they envision it in their head. But think about how many, over the course of human history, trillion dollar industries, really. I mean, think about this. Movies, TV shows, literature, plays, religion. Like all these things are all predicated on storytelling, even commercials, little 10, 15 second stories to help you feel something about what is trying to be conveyed. Have you ever watched a movie or seen a TV show that maybe you resonated with a particular character in that show? And maybe that character meets a tragic death, okay? And you're (laughs) like, oh, man, ugh. You know, like, it hurts. you're yeah, out. It hurts. Right. Like, you feel a pang of, like, I don't know, like, discontent or, or sadness or whatever. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> man. And But why? Like, what's a movie? What's an actor playing that part? What you were watching is not really happening. You've seen that actor and maybe ten other things. You know he, he didn't get beat to death. Yeah. He didn't get thrown off a cliff or anything else. But you still feel that emotion. Why? The reason is, is because the subconscious and the creative and imaginative part of your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and fiction. Your logical brain steps in and is like, no, no, no. Like, this didn't actually happen. And that's why we got uh, insane asylums full of people who can't tell the difference between reality and fiction because they don't have the logic that steps in and and suggests like, okay, this is just a movie, not a big deal. This didn't actually happen. You're good. But nonetheless, if I'm talking about a t- like one of the stories that I really like telling, there was a time I work out a lot and I get to know the staff at the gyms that I go to and things like that pretty well. And I go in, it was kind of late at night. It was a Planet Fitness. They're open 24 hours, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they ain't got no staff there late at night. I mean, they do, but it's like one person. So there's this girl this little, I mean, she was probably 19, 20 years old, a hundred pounds at most. She's just a little nothing of, of stature. And, uh, you know, I go in, I start, I talk to her for a little bit and whatever. And then off I go to do my workout. I'm on the treadmill and where the treadmills were positioned, you could see the floor of the gym. Okay. Where all the weight machines were and the free weights, all that stuff. So here's this dude. It's like, there's probably like three or four people working out. I mean, it was just dead in there. But the one guy that was working out in the, on the weight machines, this dude looked like something out of like WWE. Like this dude was big. And and I'm watching this play out. I'm, I'm huffing and puffing on the treadmill. And I'm watching. And <laughs> there's a big old sign on the seat of this particular uh, machine. Right? And... He sits down, the seat is like, boom! He just slams against the floor, okay? And it's like, dude, there's a sign right there, man, saying it was broke. It's going to be serviced. You just didn't look at it. You just like, I got to get my workout in, and yeah, now you're on the floor. <laughs> so he gets up. This dude's hot. He's pissed. So he goes walking right over to the front desk. He's just yelling at this girl. And it's not her fault. Like, she had nothing to do with any of that. And I'm just kind of watching this play out as I'm running on the treadmill. She looks scared. And I see a tear come, like, rolling down her cheek. And I was like, God damn it. So I turn off the machine. (laughs) And 
And, and I, I walk over there and I'm like, man, what's the problem, dude? And he was like, are you the manager? I'm like, it doesn't matter if I'm the manager or not. Tell me what the problem is. And he's like, man, that machine over there, I sat down. I was like, oh, you mean the machine with the sign on it that says it's broke? And he's like, he's like, F you. He's like getting in my face. And I was just like, yo. And, I, and I'm not a tough guy, by the way. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm, he, I'm just like, yo, we're not doing this in here. If you want to have a conversation outside, we can do that. He's like, let's go. He walks out the door and I was just like, God damn it. What I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> this dude is a monster. I'm a pretty yeah. big dude. You know, I'm 6'2", 215. But this guy, like, he was Even much bigger. bigger. <laughs> yeah. And so I walk outside with him and I was just like, look, bro, here's the deal, man. We can knuckle up and go and odds are you'll win. But if you, I'm just telling you now, you'll beat me, but I'm taking a couple of teeth with me on my way down. Is it worth it to you? You know, like you ain't coming out of this unscathed. Is that worth it yeah. to you? And he, he's looking at me and he saw I, I wasn't backing down from him. You know what I mean? And he was like, pretty much like F this. And I go outside with him. Then we're having that conversation. Anyway, he's like, F you. I'm out of here. He dips out. I go back inside. That girl gave me like the biggest hug ever. Her, her little 90, 100 pound frame, uh. like she's taking took the breath out of me. But that's a story that I love telling when I'm on a date or something like that. I don't just like bring it up. Like we're talking about yeah. fucking jellyfish or something. And I'm like, hey, this <laughs> one time, you know what I mean? But, you know, like if I could work it in, I yeah. will because I want her to see. Because she's likely been in a situation where she wishes that somebody would have stood up for her. And if she yeah. hasn't, she knows somebody who wishes that somebody would have stood up for them. So she can resonate with that feeling and that, how that, how much that sucks. And yeah. it's like, and in her mind, she's like, okay, if this guy, you know, will stand up for somebody he doesn't even really know like that. How much would he stand up for somebody that he actually cares about? You know? Yeah. And so that that's the whole thing right there is like, she has to know that. Now, I can't demonstrate that in the moment. I can't get up yeah. and boss up on somebody because that now I just look like a You're hot a jerk. You're just looking for a fight. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it, 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 yeah. 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 It's try hard. It's just stupid. And you know what I mean? Like, Nobody wants to deal with that. No, but but I, I yeah. love that. I've had people like tell me stories just like that. And that, you know, makes me feel good. You know, I've had some guys who are like, yeah, I just want to beat the shit out of somebody. And I'm like, ugh, now like, I don't, you're just looking for a fight. I don't want to be involved in the middle of a fight one night. It doesn't make me feel safe. I, I was dating someone once and somebody just brushed against me. Didn't even like really like push me or touch me or anything like that. It was just accidental. Yeah. And he just turns to the guy like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Why are you touching her? I'm like, listen, like he wasn't trying to do anything. Relax. He's like, no, he did something. I'm like, you're making me feel unsafe by you kind of acting a little unhinged right now. I just want to go home at this point. You know, poor yeah. guy's trying to apologize to you and you're ready to square up with him. It didn't have to get to that point. I don't feel safe right now anymore. You know, I, I love stories like that. Like you said, where somebody just tells you genuinely about themselves or something nice that they did for someone. That is a, a right. really like, okay, whew, I actually, 
I, I will feel safe with you. And I promise you that as I was telling you that story, you were envisioning that story. Right? Yeah. I'm a guy that was like nine feet tall. And but that's the thing is when I tell you tell a story that's well told, it you can't help. You know, the girl that you're, you know, or, or even a girl to a guy. If you're telling me a story, of course I'm going to build the narrative in my head. And it's the second best thing to actually being there. Because that yeah. subconscious part of your mind doesn't know the difference. Yeah. You know? I see the whole movie played so, out in my forehead. <laughs> no, I really do love that. I mean, to me, that's something like I, going on a date and someone tells me a nice story like that. That's a huge green flag for me. That makes me yeah. feel comfortable because, you know, like with the whole safety thing, we have to judge other people based upon what you're telling me. And if you're telling me something that just doesn't sound right or you just looking for fights at a bar, I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm not going to tell you, yeah, I'm looking for a fight, too. Like, let me see some bitches <laughs> over there looking at you. I'm going to beat them up. No, you know, like, that's not who I am. I'll tell you about something I helped somebody with or something like that. But not not just, uh, I don't know, that just... I'm like, nah, you seem like maybe an abusive person that could possibly right. do something like that, you know? Yeah, you don't want to tell your kids you bonded and met over bar fights. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. How'd you meet dad? Well, one night we were both squaring up with some people. For no good reason whatsoever. Yeah. Just, just because. Oh, why were That's you fighting? We just to fight. Yeah. Your dad thinks it's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but sadly, there are people that are out there that love to fight just to fight. And I'm like, that's not a good selling. Because sometimes when you're dating, you're kind of trying to sell yourself to this person. Like, right. tell them about you. I'm like, that's not a good selling point. That makes me want to drop it real quick right now. You know, and that's, yeah. I mean, firstly, that comes across as like, all right, look, you're a loose cannon. Like, there's no telling what you're going to do. You know, all that if somebody is just going out looking for fights just because then they obviously have anger issues. They obviously have baggage that they need to process yeah. and deal with which they're not doing by the way. So, you know, it's like how, when does that shift happen that, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's something, man, like here's the thing. And, and this kills me with dudes a lot of times like man does this drive me up a wall where they're like well you know if you want to be able to attract women into your life and things like that you gotta be stoic you know you gotta be that dude like man <laughs> nobody wants to talk to that dude you know what i mean no. here's what i see and i've been out a million times in my life make no mistake i've worked with guys going out to places helping them communicate with women and 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 open them up help with their social anxiety and and things like that i've been out a million times in my life and yet have i seen the guy that's like i'm gonna ride the wall they're gonna have to come to me and i'm gonna stand <laughs> here and look tough you know look you know where i see you know where i see all the women on the dance floor dancing with the guys that are having fun on the dance floor that's exactly. You know, why? Because they're there to have a good time. You know, when yep. you, look, like, let me ask you, when you go out, is your goal to have a good time? Yeah, that's the whole point of being right. out. Exactly. So why would you, why would you suggest like, well, you know what? I'm going to stand here and look like I'm not having a good time and look like yeah. I would rather be anywhere else in the world than where I'm at right now. That will, man, they're all going to come talk to me. No, they're not. 
No, <laughs> not at all. No, 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 they're not doing that. And like with expressing emotions and things like that. Yes, of course. You don't want to like cry over spilt milk and you don't want to just be whiny and bitchy and things like that as a guy. But at the same time, I remember one time I was doing webinars a lot and things like that. No, I was doing a webinar once and this dude was trying to tell me, he's like, yeah, well, you know, everything I've always learned and read and saw online and things like that say that you shouldn't express your emotions ever to a woman because if you do, then she's going to look at you like you're weak and things like that and you're kind of a bitch and, and she's just going to yeah. move on to the next guy. And I'm like, okay, stop. First of all, stop living in a binary, you know, thing of like, like, it's either all emotions or no emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's plenty of middle ground gray area there to live inside of, okay? As a matter of yeah. fact, most things, the black and the white is the margins. Everything in between is the gray. The black and white are just margins. That's it. You know? And so, what I told him was like this. Have you ever watched a Super Bowl? And he's like, yeah, of course. Have you ever seen the guys that win the Super Bowl? Uh, like, like well, actually, first, let's establish this. Wouldn't you, would you suggest that, you know, like a lot of these NFL players, defensive ends, linebackers, all these guys, that they're kind of like, quote, unquote, like alpha type of guys, you know? He's like, yeah, of course they are. Have you ever seen these guys cry when they lose a Super Bowl? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, have you ever seen the guys that win su the Super Bowl cry that they won the Super Bowl? He's like, well, yeah. Oh, well, they're a bunch of bitches then, I guess, according to you, right? Wow. You know? And he's like, well, no, that's different. And da -da -da. I'm like, oh, is it? Okay, cool. That's different. All right. I'm like, you love your mom? Yeah, of course I love my mom. She raised me single mom and da -da 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 -da. I'm the man who I am today because of my mom. And oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's great, man. Glad to hear it. So you're telling me if your mom, you just got a phone call right now that your mom died tragically, that you're not going to be sad about that? You're not going to cry about that? And he's like, well, yeah, but... And I'm like, okay, man. Like, look, I don't know how many examples I got to give. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, you, you know, like, your argument is nonsense. No, nobody, no woman wants to be around a guy that's just, like... You know, like, I'm never going to tell you what I think or feel. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I, I actually love when a man shows emotions. Like, that makes you human. It's okay to cry. Like, I, I've had guys like that. And, you know, I, I like, I have a lot of good male friends. And I'm really good with talking to people. And I get, like, the best out of people's emotions sometimes. And I had one of my friends the other day. He's like, you know... Thank you for talking to me. I, I always thought I had to, like, hold things back. I'm like, no, you never have to hold things back. Don't ever think that way for anybody, yeah. you know? We all cry. I mean, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm a big crybaby. We're the only crybabies. No, you hurt, too. We all hurt. Right. And, and, and you know, again, you know, like, obviously, you don't want to, like, overdo it to where you're just an emotional basket case. Like, you don't, you have no control over your own emotions and feelings and reaction to those feelings and, and yeah. all that. You, you know, you want to obviously show that you're in control of yourself. But there's also circumstances in which if you don't express how you think and feel, like, 
how could she trust you? She yeah. never knows what it is that you're thinking. And then you get guys that are like, well, I got to keep a sense of mystery about myself. Okay, <laughs> that's fair to an extent. But, like, the, the, the way I look at it is like this. Do, do you have a cat, by chance? Yeah, I have two. <laughs> okay. And here, here's the deal. You know, if I get, like, a piece of yarn, right, and I'm, and I'm like, doing this with the piece of yarn, what's going to happen? It's going to get the cat's attention, right? Cat's going to want to come, bat around, play with the yarn, right? But if I hold it way too high where the cat can never, ever reach it, now they're going to be interested. Mm-hmm. For a moment, kind of look around and like, come on, dummy, drop your arm a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? So I can play with this thing. But if I just leave it there, sooner or later, they're going to be like, well, I'm never going to be able to play with that. So I guess I'll go look out the window or lay down or something, you know? Yeah. Conversely, if I just drop the yarn on the floor, right, they're going to bat, bat, play with it for a little bit. But then they're, no, oh, all right, enough of that. Not much of a challenge here. So what I always tell guys that I'm working with is be in the middle where the cat can play with the yarn and have fun, but you're not so high and taut that the cat can never get it. And it's not boring because it's like, there's no challenge here whatsoever. And so like that whole thing about having a sense of mystery, sure, have a sense of mystery, but don't hide things either. Yeah. You know, if you're hiding things, how can she trust you? How can she feel safe with you? If she doesn't even understand what you're about or really who you are, because you're just ducking and dodging stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I mean, being mysterious is nice, like you say, to a certain degree, but most of us women, we all watch these murder mystery shows like... All the time. That's one of the big things with women. We love watching other women get murdered for some freaking reason. But, you know, we start over overanalyzing. We just start like if I if I don't see you show any emotion in my head, I'm like, oh, man, are you a cold-blooded murderer? Or, like, what's going on in your mind? I need to see some kind of emotion because it's true. You watch these shows, a lot of these men... They're emotionless. They're mysterious in all kinds of ways. That's what, how they always describe them. And if I'm trying to talk to you and get to know you and build something and you continue putting up that wall the entire time, my mind is going to start thinking a million different things, you know? Yeah. What? Yeah. And that's exactly it, you know? Like, okay, like, it's always fun and interesting to find out something new about somebody that you're, you're talking to, you're dating or in a relationship with or whatever. I mean, even if, like, you're married and, and, you know, you've been married for 15 years finding out something new can be a little bit refreshing or seeing a different side of that person that you never saw before is cool, but it can't be like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, it turns out you're a spy. Wow. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it can't be so cloak and dagger that like, that they're not being forthright about who they are as an individual. Yeah. And another thing with, with safety and things like that is, boundaries like in my book inner game one of the sections is uh, there's five sections in the book right there's self-esteem self-confidence self-discipline setting boundaries and keeping yourself from falling into the quote-unquote nice guy trap 
Okay. Yeah. And so with boundaries, it's like this. Like this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like you know like where you're like I gotta boss up and I gotta be like in control all the time and things like that. Like imagine, imagine. Okay, it, it's a hot summer's day. So beginning of August, the dog days of summer. So here's the thing: humid, it's ninety degrees. So it's hot, right? Like now, say you got a you got a woman and you got a guy that are dating, okay? And they're hanging out. And she's like, oh, you know what would be a really good idea? If we walked up to the ice cream stand on the corner, because it's really hot out, and then you got stoic tough guy that, that, that sets the agenda all the time, where he's like, no, no, bitch, I'm the one that decides when we get ice cream. <laughs> Even though it is mine, he's like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Ice cream does yeah. sound kind of right now but i can't let her know that under any circumstances <laughs> you know what i mean like it's so ridiculous that's not boundaries that's tyranny yeah is what that is i could get anybody to do whatever i want if i got a pistol and that's the truth but that's not inspiring them to do what i want that's because they're in, afraid to die you know what i mean yeah they're in fear <laughs> And so that's why they're doing what it is that I want them to do. It's not because like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, of course. Like, that's not inspirational. That's just tyranny. So, you know, here's the thing with boundaries. I say it like this. Imagine, okay, you got a guy, right? Or, you know, or a woman too. Same same thing, really. Um, But, you know, I'll use you for an example. You're, you're, You're the queen of your castle. Okay, here's your castle. You're sitting on your throne. You're the queen. Okay, now what is around that castle? A huge wall. One day, rap, rap, rap on the gate. The guards go and look, see who's there at the gate. Here's a dude that's out there, and he's like, I've been out here in the wilderness a long time, and I need refuge. I, I would like to seek an audience with the queen because I, I can't do this anymore. Because any number of things could happen to him. So the guards let him in. Now he's standing in front of you. And he's just like, listen, I've been out there a long time. I would like to live here if that's possible. And you're like, okay, you're you're a fair and just ruler. <laughs> okay. And you're like, okay, cool. You can stay as long as you abide by these rules. Here's the laws of the land. You stick to this. And you're good. And so... Off he goes, and he, you know, whatever, he's fine, you know. But but here's the, the the point of the story is this: what are those walls? Those walls are boundaries. Anything outside of that boundary equals danger. Mm-hmm. Everything inside of that boundary equals safety. So if you got a woman or a guy or whatever, you know that there's as long as your boundaries are fair. As long as your boundaries aren't super duper rigid and just ridiculous, that person is safer inside of those boundaries than they are out outside of those boundaries. Now they may not like it in the moment. I was with my girl. It was kind of funny. We're up at uh, we're up at Walmart, and so we're at Walmart. Now she's been wanting to buy me a TV for my bedroom. Okay, and I don't have a TV in there. She's like, well, you know, we could chill and watch TV. And 
she's been talking about this for a while. And not, albeit she wanted, you know, like, good honor. She was trying to do something nice for him. She was yeah. looking out for him, you know. So we're there, and she's like, hey, should I buy this TV? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why? And I'm like, my house is up for sale. You know this. I have an accepted offer on the house. <laughs> like, we're moving soon. I don't see the point in buying something and setting it up to take it down a week later just to move it. Why don't we wait until we're in, in a different house and then we can set it up and it's fine. I just don't see the point in spending the money on that right now and the time and all that stuff. And she was, in the moment, she was kind of huffing and puffing a little bit. She wasn't happy about what I said. <laughs> she wanted to buy me the TV is what it came down to. But I, I stuck to my guns. I'm like, look, I'm like, it's your money. If you want to buy it, buy it. But I'm just telling you, I just don't think it's a good idea to buy it right now. A month from now, okay, cool, I'm with you. You know, yeah. And there might be Christmas deals going on. I don't know. It might be cheaper. You know, but I think it's silly to get it right now. So, again, she was a little miffed in the moment, but an hour later, she was like, you know what, you're right. Like, that would be kind of silly to get that right now. So, I already know what my Christmas present is. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but she's safer inside of that boundary. I mean, I don't know, she wasn't unsafe, so to speak. It's not like she gets that TV, someone's going to hit her in the head with a club and take it. But, yeah. but the thing is, is that inside of that boundary, like, because I would... I could have buckled. I could have been like, yes, dear, please buy the TV. Yeah. And let's set it up and take it down in a week and move it. Do all that extra work. Do all the extra work. Why not? But but then, but here's the thing. She would have been upset then because she's like, why would I, why did I buy this? And so I'm just saving all that trouble. Again, miffed in the moment, but the outcome later the long-term result is she was much happier for it. And yeah. she knows that I'm very open to expressing what it is that I think, regardless of how she's going to feel about it. I'm not suggesting be a jerk and, you know, like, hey, girl, you look really fat in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not saying, you <laughs> yeah. know, you do that. But what I am saying is, is that she knows that she can trust my, when I say something, I mean it. You know, yeah. that I'm willing to jeopardize her feelings in the moment for the long-term result yeah you know what you can feel safe we all come that. around eventually we all come around. <laughs> that's just most women we have a thought in our head we want to do it someone turned you down you're like damn it then we think about it afterwards We're like all right yeah he was right he was right <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't want to admit it all the time but it, it's true now can i ask no. you a question like <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> no so With a lot of the men that you're coaching and you tell them about when they're going out dating for the first time, like what boundaries do you recommend them setting up for themselves? Great question. So it depends on the individual, obviously, because everybody's boundaries are going to look a little bit different based on what's important to them and things like that. One of the things that I tell guys that I work with to do, it really comes down to two things. The first thing is know exactly what it is that you want. You know, that goes back to what I was talking about before with like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar and club to try to meet women that I know aren't going to resonate with me because we're just too different. But I'm going to go anyway and then be upset. Like, dude, that's stupid. But knowing what you want to a large, large degree, you know, I, I an exercise that I always have 
my guys do is build out an avatar of the type of woman that they really envision themselves having a real serious relationship with. Like, when I say everything, I'm, I mean, I pretty much mean everything. You know, aesthetically, what, what's your type? What is it that you like? You know, things like that. What's her personality like? What's her interest? In large part, it's probably going to be a lot of your interest, right? What's her family life like? You know, how does she treat other people? Like, for me, one of my biggest bugaboos is when a girl is not all that kind to service industry workers. Mm. Drives me up a wall. Like, if they're a little dismissive or nothing's ever good enough, that kind of thing. Like, okay, fine. You know, they bring you the wrong meal. I understand. But, like, if they're like, well, I'm not leaving him a tip. He didn't bring me eight glasses of water. But I only asked for three. <laughs> you know, like, okay. You're just trying not to yeah. leave a tip is what it comes down to. And, and so that thing, that, that kind of thing irks me. So, but whatever each person's criteria is, like, look, where where are those women? Where do they live? I mean, not, you know, their address. <laughs> Don't be hanging out in the bushes with binoculars yeah. or something. But... You know, like, but where do they go? Where are those, like, that guy that I was talking about that was like, yeah, going to the club. And da-da-da. I was like, what do you like to do, man? What do you do for fun? He's like, well, I, I, you know, yeah. I've really been getting into yoga lately. Oh, interesting. You ever try to get to know anybody at the yoga studio? Oh, no, never. I'm like, why? Because they're not at the club. What? <laughs> like, like, dude, that don't make any sense. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. You know, like, by, by knowing these things, now you can go to where those types of women congregate and start talking to people and getting to know people. Not in a creepy way or, like, walking up to everybody and hitting on them and asking for dates and yeah. whatever. But more so in a way of giving value, having good conversation, getting to know them. And if there's a connection there on some level, okay, fine, then... See, if you want to chill, you want to hang out, you want to go do something X, Y, and Z. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this. Don't be afraid to express those boundaries. You know, people, women will respect you so much more if you're upfront about what it is that is not something that is compatible with you, you know? Yeah. Um, like for me, for instance, uh, I'm busy all the time. Like all the time and so when i exchange numbers or contact information with somebody with a girl that i'm talking to i always tell her like this i'm like listen i just got to put this out there please use my number respond and 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 this is why i say that i'm not trying to be a dick or, or something like that but here's the thing i'm really busy but i do i do make time for people and things like that but I just, I, I can't have somebody blowing up my phone. So if I don't text you back, you may be used to guys texting you right back. I'm not that dude. Yeah. And if you need that constant attention like that, I'm probably not the guy, you know? I will get back with you, that I promise you. But it may not be in the time frame that you may be used to, okay? So I just want to lay that out up front. So now the expectation has been set. So now... If she does blow me up, right, now I can, like, hey, remember when we talked about that? And you were like, I'm bored with that. (laughs) Like, what happened to that, you know? So (laughs) now I got a frame of reference to harken back to if I need to. I'm I'm an advocate of laying out your, I mean, you know, like, within reason. Obviously, you're not laying out, like, 
you, you just met somebody, you're like, yeah, so one of my biggest bugaboos is women cheating on me. Please don't do that. Yeah. You know, like, now you just sound insecure or something. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, is that, like, whatever, you, you know, like, is important to you, you should feel free to express that. You should have strong opinions. Yep. I see far too often where guys are, they're willing, I, I call it self-neutering. I'm going to neuter myself to get in good with you. Mm. Like what, what I see is like, okay, for me, I'm a hip hop dude through and through. I did hip hop professionally for 10 years. It's just, it's near and dear to my heart. And so now what I see a lot of guys do is say they like hip hop, right? And they're talking to the, this oh so attractive girl. Okay. And they're like, yeah, I'm a big hip hop fan. And she's like, oh, I hate hip hop. I'm, I like, uh, I like country. Well, I don't really like hip hop that much. I mean, there is yeah. a lot of country stuff that I like too. It's like, <laughs> dude, you just sound like a bitch, man. You know, it's so weak. Like, don't do that. Now, now, here's the thing. Or it goes the other way, where they're like, oh, country fucking sucks. I don't even know how you listen to that. That, that shit's terrible. Now you just offended her. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Instead of doing that, why don't you just throw out a little bit of a challenge? Don't diss what it is that she likes. Like, I'm not a country fan, but I'm going to be like, yeah, there's some old school country stuff that I dig. And, and I, I definitely respect a lot of country artists. It's just not really my thing. But I respect what they do, and I, I, I get it. But listen, if you're a country fan, I'm telling you right now, I got this playlist on Spotify. All right? And if you're into country, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share that playlist with you and i promise you that there's going to be stuff in there that you're really going to like as a country fan and i'm gonna follow up with you so i want to <laughs> see if you actually do like it but I'm, I'm pretty confident that you will now it's a challenge and it's fun yeah. as opposed to it being like i don't like hip-hop that much yeah something <laughs> fucking florida georgia line sign me up you know <laughs> like, so that, that's what i mean is like be upfront about your opinions and, and, and your boundaries and what you're about, things like that. And if it's not a match, it's not a match, and that's okay. But don't sell exactly. yourself out to get a scrap of somebody's attention that just doesn't resonate with you in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Just be honest about yourself. What type of person you are. You don't have to give me every single freaking detail right away. Right. But just be upfront, you know. And with a lot of women I've spoken, our issue is with men right now on these dating apps. Everybody says they want a long-term relationship. You start talking to them, and we already know it's something. You're just looking for something sexual right away. Like, just be freaking right, upfront right, right, about right, it. Right, Why right. do you have to tell me you're looking for a long-term and then once they start talking to you and asking you questions, because if you say long term, okay, I'm going to try to get to know you on another level. I try to get right. to know you on another level, and I can already tell that that wasn't your intentions. Just be open. Be honest. You know, you, you're looking yeah. for a one-night stand? Look for a one-night stand. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like, one of the things that I, I always teach is, I call it the three F, okay? And actually, a girl broke this down to me one time, and so... The three F's work like this. So, the, and, and this kind of like is one of these things that's like, it encompasses boundaries, but it's nebulous and flexible enough to kind of like, uh, to, to make it shift to a degree. And, and so I'll mm -hmm. explain. Inevitably, what's going to come up, say you're dating somebody, we'll just say you've been out for 
you've been going out for two months and you've went on eight dates. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, in in a lot of cases, the conversation is going to come up, whether it's the, the man to the woman or the woman to the man. Where is this going? What are we doing? What are we? Like that type of conversation. And and that's cool. Whatever you want is whatever you want. You sort that out or you part ways or, or, or whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I, I always like to lay out is, well, listen, if we're going to keep this moving forward, I just want to kind of like, I, I think it's fair to have, you know, some expectations and things like that. And if you're okay with those expectations, like it's not a one-way street. Like I, everything I'm telling you is everything that I will do too. I wouldn't ask you to do something that I won't do, you know? Oh, here's the three F's. First one is feed me. And I don't mean like, you got to know how to cook and make me a sandwich. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not what I mean. What I mean is, let's, let's feed each other intellectually. Let's stimulate each other on a deeper mental, subconscious, psychological level so that we're never bored inside of conversation. We can always look forward to, if we're apart, we can always look forward when we get together, it's going to, we're going to have great conversation. Okay. The second F is fuck me. Okay. So pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we have to have to have sexual compatibility and things like that. Right. The last F be my friend. And, and if you're cool with all, all of that, that's exactly what I'm going to do for you. So like now imagine like everybody's on board with that. Okay, cool. Two months go by. Maybe a guy shows up at homegirl's apartment or whatever, and she had a rough day at work. She got to a fight with her mom, and, like, she's just not in the best mood. And she's hungry, and it's Taco Tuesday, and she didn't get any. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So she's upset, right? So, you know, maybe you walk into that situation. Nothing's really happening. That mm -hmm. guy can always hearken back to that 3F conversation, right? He can say, hey, listen, remember that time we were talking about the 3Fs and we, we promised each other to not let each other get bored when we're together, that we're going to have stimulating conversation and things like that? Is that what that looks like right now? Nine times out of 10 that I've ever brought that up, oh my God, I am so sorry. Let me put my phone away. You're right. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Bam, problem addressed. Yeah. If it's a sexual thing, hey, you know, it's been a minute, you know, like, like what's up? What's going on? Because remember the 3F conversation, we talked about this. At least let's have a conversation. What's happening? You know, like, yeah. and now you can have that conversation, get that sorted out. Again, like I was saying before, maybe she had a bad day, whatever the case may be. And she's just kind of being bitchy. You know what I mean? Like, hey, is this how you act with your friends? When you hang out with your friends, because I've seen you with your friends and I've never seen this. Remember we talked about the three F's and we would say we would treat each other like we would treat a friend. Is, is this how you treat your friends? Because I'm surprised you have any. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, but so that conversation can be had and it's not an affront. It's not like coming out of the blue out of nowhere because you've already yeah. had it. All you got to do is just kind of tap back into it a little bit. I love that. Make sense? I love that. That. That's something that it's really important, especially people starting relationships. It's not something that we think about for the future. I'm yeah. definitely going to use that in my next relationship and be like, hey, we got three F's we got to cover right now. We got to always keep it going. I really love that. I've never thought about it like that. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. That's awesome. State. Nice to meet you. Do you know the three F's? Because yeah. <laughs> if you don't, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'll explain it to you. Full details. Yeah, listen, you know, my book, Inner Game, like, I talk a lot about this in great detail, about boundary setting, you know, being safe and, and expressing safety and things like that. So, one of the things, and this drives me up a wall, like, guys bring up in terms of, like, a safety concern for them, it's not generally, like, a, a physical safety thing. They're afraid, hashtag me too, I'm afraid I'll come across as a creep, she may call the cops if I try to talk to her, things like that. First and foremost, I've been out, you know, a million times, I've worked with hundreds of guys, taking them out, like I do this all the time, and I have yet, and I'm not suggesting it doesn't happen, but I have yet, in my own personal experience, anybody I've ever worked with, anybody that I've ever known has never told me a story of, hey, I walked up to this girl, I tried to have a conversation with her, she sprayed me with Mason, and then the cops ran up, and I just got out of jail. <laughs> Tell you that story. Like, it, 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 I've never seen it happen. I've never seen a drink get thrown in a guy's face. I've never seen it. You know what I mean? I, has it happened? Yeah. Sure, I'm sure it has. But I've never seen it. You know, like, the odds of something like that happening are so small to be worried about it. So, so one of the things that guys are all, a lot of them anyway, are, are very worried about is coming across like they're being too aggressive or, or something like that. And I always break it down like this, assertiveness and aggressiveness, even though it seems like the same thing are two different things. They're cousins, but they're not the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. being assertive is what you want. Being aggressive is not what you want. Okay, so now assertiveness, like I, I've worked with a bunch of guys they are like, I'm afraid to even like touch a woman. I don't want to get me too. I don't want it. to. It's yeah. like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you, like you groping her or something? Like, yeah, don't do that. But so one of the things I always tell guys is like this, two steps forward, one step back. So start really small. Yes, you want to be a guy that it comes across as warm and, and it's like you're not afraid to touch somebody, but you don't mm -hmm. want to be outside of their comfort zone either. You know what I mean? So if you start off small, like if you were to say something funny, like, oh, that's funny. It's a little tap on the elbow. Nobody's going to be offended by that. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my God, ring yeah. whistle. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to be offended. <laughs> and if they. Like, if they are, that's probably not somebody you want to get to know anyway. So, exactly. You know, a little tap on the elbow, you know? And as you escalate a little bit, a little slowly, like I said, two steps forward, one step back, she's going to let you know where her confines of personal touch is. For instance, like, you're like, hey, let's walk up to the bar and get a shot. And you put your arm around her, and she's like, oh, I'm not, you know, she shrugs it off. Okay, cool. That doesn't mean that the whole interaction and the whole thing is over. It just means that she's yeah. not comfortable enough for that yet. So scale it back. All it means. That's where a lot of guys, where safety comes in their ass. They don't want to get in legal trouble or, or whatever. It's like, nobody. you're not going to get in legal trouble if you stay within the confines of what she's comfortable with. And as okay. she be more comfortable and trust you more, that comfort zone will grow. In likelihood, yeah. you know, I mean, there's obvious outliers and, and all that. But in, in the general sense, that comfort zone will grow because she's just more comfortable with you. And she can trust you more. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's why I'm a big agreeance and really not. You're looking for a potential relationship with someone. Meeting somebody at the bar is not, in my opinion, the best place. You know, Mm -hmm. you're under the influence. You're getting a little too comfortable because I've met men like that. They come up to me, try to put like their hand on my waist. And I'm like, I don't really freaking know you. And, you know, you're like, oh, it's okay because they're drunk. You know, they're under the influence. And I understand you're not really thinking clearly. Normally, you probably wouldn't do this if you're not in drinking right now, but you are, so you're, like, all touchy-feely, a little extra. That's when women yeah. start to feel uncomfortable, you know? Right. Yeah, because, again, you don't, like, if that dude scoops you up, takes you out of there, you better hope a bouncer sees it or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever, you know, because what are you going to do about it, you know what I mean? Unless you got, you know, pepper spray or something, you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> you know, but, it like... Again, it comes down to the thing of, like, guys generally are bigger, stronger, faster. And yeah. that can be, that could seriously hurt somebody that's smaller. You know what I mean? So, that's why, I'm yeah. like I said, two steps forward, one step back. You know, like, little tap on the elbow, a high five, you know, a fist bump. Oh, we're going to play, you know, thumb wrestle war, you know, and then. Like, yeah. oh, a little pirouette. Oh, okay, a little bit later. Like, okay, you know, a little side hug thing. You know, oh, let's take a selfie real quick. A little side hug, you know, things like yeah. that. Like, none of that is over the top. But if you walked up to somebody and was like, put your arm around, like, selfie, and they don't, you didn't even talk to them, they're going to be like, whoa, yeah. what? you know what I mean? So that's why starting off small and, and that slow burn of building it up, you're not going to get it, no... You're not going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? No, not not at all. And I, I mean, I wish a lot more men would understand that because then sometimes I feel like I know you're probably nervous and stuff. Maybe that's why you're you think it's OK and it's not OK. We'll start off small and then we build it because uh, same thing. I want to feel safe. I don't want to feel like you're somebody that's groping me constantly because then I don't feel comfortable right now in this situation. Right. I don't like <laughs> me personally. I'm. I'm somebody who I appreciate when men are like you said, like little hand tap, whatever. Started off slow. I've had men like try to grab me by the elbow and like pull me in, and I'm like, who the fuck are you right now? Like that is a little too aggressive. And it makes me feel like right. you're just an aggressive person constantly. Then yeah, I no agree doubt. with that, no doubt. So, um, well, listen, you know, th- this has been awesome. You know, like I oh no, thank you. I appreciate you so much coming on here right oh, now. No you gave you a lot it. of awesome it. advice. Got you. But here's the deal. Anybody that, like, listen, if what I have been talking about resonates with any of your listeners, okay, what I want them to do is go to freegiftfromdale.com. Two things. One, you can download the first chapter of my book and just see if it's for you. If it speaks to you on any level, okay, then the rest of it will too, okay? So, but it's just like one of those things, it's like, you know, here's a little sampler, See if it makes sense for you. If it doesn't, no harm, no foul. Would you really lose? Here's the other thing. I have a video on there that's an exercise to really get to know who you are as an individual. A lot of, I, I, I put it like this. A person who knows who they are and knows what they want is a dangerous person. Unfortunately, most people don't know either. Okay. So if you do that exercise, it's going to be very eye-opening as to who you really are, you know? It comes down to a couple core concepts. Basically, 
nature, nurture, experience, environmental, and most importantly, your intrinsic value. The value that you bring to the table as a person. So go to freegiftfromdale.com, check that out, and I'm telling you, it'll be extremely eye-opening. Thank you so much, Dale. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I even want to check it out now, too. I'm definitely going to read it. All right. Because I love that. It's a lot of people, like you said, we really don't know ourselves sometimes. We give ourselves little descriptions, but do you actually know who you are? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly it. Alexander, I really appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the invite and like this was this was super dope. So thank you so much. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of What the Fuck Was I Thinking? I've included a link in the description for Dale's book. I suggest you all check it out. Have a look. I'm sure it's going to help out a lot of people. Until next time, guys.